0: And welcome back, everyone, to another exciting installment of Anime Was Not a Mistake. As always, I am your very sour boy, Dan Ryan. I was going to bring it up if you didn't. One of your hosts, uh, joined as always
1: by... The pizza pie of your eye. I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski. Mm -hmm. And I am still in the camp that white pie, at least in my neck of the woods, (laughs) means that it is a white ricotta Pizza pie. <laughs> and I maintain that without
0: context, if you direct people towards the kitchen after dinner has already been served and you say there's a white pie in there, I'm going to assume you mean some kind of cream pie dessert no. thing no. in the context. Yeah. Um no. but you know, that'll be the next splatfest as yes. to what comes a to mind when you do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure I'll be reamed again, despite being right, as I often am. What would Big Man represent? Uh, uh, he would do the third option of, like, it wouldn't be cream or cheese um, on that pie. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, now, I do apologize, because mm. there I'm almost positive there was a news item I forgot oh, I have to bring it. up. I have it here. Hold on, I wrote it down. Oh. The
1: Furiosa trailer. Oh, yeah, Furiosa. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, we got the first trailer... Furiosa starring Mm -hmm. Anya Teller-Joy.
1: Critical darling and love of the podcast, Anya.
0: Um, As well as Chris Hemsworth is in there. Yep. And uh, you know it's obviously a prequel to the previous you know Mad Max Fury Road. Mm -hmm. Which was excellent. It is. Yep. Uh, And we get a look at some of the younger characters. There's lots of speculation floating around that you know, maybe Chris Hemsworth or someone else will become, like, a, a recognizable character. Like, Hemsworth might become Lord Humongous,
1: mm-hmm. is, the, is the fan theory. Mm. Um, but it's looking good, mm. so. Huh. Excited for that, yes. And uh, the only other news that I had for you from last week is that Godzilla has extended. Yes. So it's such a uh, a presence in the domestic box office as of now that Godzilla got another week or two weeks or something.
0: Yeah, I think at the time, um, you know, it was like a two-week extension, but now it'll be there until this coming Thursday. Yes. So, it's, yes. it's doing well. Yeah, I think it's becoming one of the highest-grossing Japanese movies here mm-hmm. of all time. Yep. So, that's very
1: good. People yep. love Godzilla. Yep. And we haven't seen it yet, but Boy and Heron is doing very well. It's number one in the domestic box office this week. A very good. Yes. Very, very yes. good. With a great opening. So, hopefully, next Saturday, perhaps, we will go. I, th- I think most of the things we've been looking forward to have been opening with some pretty good poor things. Poor is things, that yep. yeah. Got the color purple coming up, of course. We have that. I think there's one other movie. I can't remember though, but something comes out around this time too. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, Maestro on Netflix. Yes, yeah, but that's at the near the end of the month. Bradley
0: Cooper's latest Oscar attempt. Yes, if he can do it. Hmm. Um, The other big thing this week, aside from the big, big thing this week, aside from the biggie bag this week, Mm. um, was that we did get a Pokemon trailer. Yeah. Uh, It was a final trailer for the Indigo Disc, which is releasing this week, and it focused on some of the stuff you'll be doing at Blueberry Academy. (laughs) Um, Yes. I think piecing together, you know, what you'll be doing in terms of the BB League there. Uh, Obviously, Kieran, who's now, he's he's evil. I knew it. I didn't trust that kid. Might be possessed by a poison mon, we don't know. Mm. Uh, He's got an onion haircut now Mm. that the internet was either loving or hating. Um, I assume he's going to be like the champion, uh, but all the early reviews are saying that at the very least, these... um, you know, since they're like the uh, obelisk blue students mm. in this school, the battles are actually legitimately challenging. Mm. Like a lot of them are double battles that have EV-trained Mons with strategic move sets. So at the very least, if you go in there with a team, you know, of of recent catches that's like in the seventies to eighties or whatever, you you know, you might find it pleasing for yeah. the first time in a while. Yep. I think. Um, and obviously they. They touched on other stuff, like obviously all the starters are going to be back. Uh, you can purchase snacks at Blueberry Academy <laughs> that said, will... My snacks
1: might attract mythical Pokemon of sorts. Yeah, they'll <laughs>
0: summon legendaries back on the mainland. Yeah. Um, Put out
1: a nice white pie for them. Which uh, <laughs> which I,
0: I do enjoy because obviously Paldea has a lot of like cool landmarks that don't... You know, they're just just cool little natural features, and I think it'll be cool to have Mons randomly, like, play, like, you know, Rayquaza up on the mountains and things like that. Uh, I think it lends itself well to that. And then uh, the Synchro machine was was shown (laughs) off, where you can go into the mind of your Pokémon and Your dreams come true. Uh, And obviously a lot of people uh, are thinking that's a tease at what's coming next in terms of, like, Battle Bond stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, but then, to us Unova fans, uh, obviously Blueberry Academy is set in Unova, mm-hmm. and the terrarium seems to channel lots of parts of that region. We get a recreation of, like, Charged Stone Cave inside the terrarium, mm-hmm. presumably to to house the Galvantulas appropriately. The ticks, yep. uh, so that's cool. Good to see that referenced. Mm-hmm. And I think also, like, Reshiram, Zekrom, and Kyurem each got their own like, side clips in that montage, Mm -hmm. so it's, they're channeling something there. They're hinting at something brewing, I hope. But it's looking good, and, you know, and then we got some confirmation that Big Turtle is there, down at the bottom of Area Zero, Mm -hmm. and, you know, so, so one thing you're going to have to do is resolve the situation with bad boy Kieran, who's still bitter about you having claimed Ogre for yourself. Yeah. Uh, and then you're going to have to resolve the turtle situation. <laughs> and claim them for yourself as well. And claim them for yourself yeah. <laughs> against the presumably evil blueberry teacher lady who's dressed in scarlet and violet themed clothing. Mm. But um,
1: speaking of evil, yeah, you had a news I, article that I, you
0: failed to mention last I week. I know, so. I was
1: just going to bring her up. You know, there would be a different timeline. This is truly one of those moments where the timeline diverged. When the Mario Tennis for the Nintendo 64 game officially came out, Mm -hmm. uh, we were supposed to allegedly get a Wario-esque Peach clone Mm -hmm. uh, character. Someone who would balance out the Princess Peach. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that just never came to fruition. We didn't know anything about it until randomly last week... (laughs) The artist. The artist revealed the design for Wa-Peach. And boy, this would have just cured all my depression. I wouldn't have a single problem in the world if this girl was here with mm-hmm. her mighty ass axe, not mighty ass. Um, and chain-chomp companion. <laughs> yeah. And it's not what you would
0: expect a wa-peach to be. She's no. dressed in like a like a little Katamari Damacy suit, yeah, with like pins and stuff. Mhm. Um, so I guess that's the inverse of Peach. I yeah, don't know. I, I suppose yes. Um, but I would assume that that would have been one of those things where, if another evil character needed a doubles partner, then it would have been her. But obviously, we got Wario's roommate Waluigi well, Luigi, instead. Yeah. Hired actor, yeah. rather famously. Um, but it is it is cool to think about that they you know the fact that they considered doing that. Yes. Because they really just needed, we need some other bad guy to be
1: the tennis partner for another bad guy. And a female bad guy. Yeah. Or, you know, a guy that isn't a, a turtle or something. <laughs> a bad guy. You know, and you think about that era, like
0: they like Wario had Captain Syrup, who was a female. <laughs> All like, the times could've...
1: you can bring up Captain Syrup, Dan times. Dan Ryan always manages to bring her in the conversation. Uh, but <laughs> know, talking I'm... about the weather, well, let me mention Captain Syrup. To they could have paired yeah. them together, but mm-hmm.
0: alas, that time has come and gone. But maybe with Wa Peach catching on, you know, mm-hmm. she'll get referenced in some capacity. Yeah. But.
1: I mean, now we have Pauline, mayor of New Donk City, and <laughs> yeah. and Rosalina now, but mm-hmm. I would love to see her. And Daisy taking a more prominent role. We don't mention her. <laughs> Birdo's around. Yep. so. Yeah.
0: Um, if that concludes, do you have any other news? Or news? Uh,
1: Fiona and Cake is getting season two. Oh, very nice. Yeah. It's officially confirmed, so mm-hmm. I'm excited for that, to go back with my millennials and their non-magic worlds. Like I said, it was quality, as I watched every week. Um, I'm hoping more quality of the same. Of course. Yep. Um,
0: going to the inverse, the WAPEACH, the lack of quality. Let's uh, talk about the video game awards. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> My weeks have been filled with nothing but work, but Dan diligently did his duty and stayed up for Jeff Keighley's magical night. Yeah, Jeff
0: Keighley's big night out uh, came and went, as always, uh, and it was not without uh, criticism, mm-hmm. uh, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Um. Jeff seems to always be stressed as to to what can go wrong on this show and to how like the timeline is going to work out. Mm. Uh, last year, uh, Kratos's actor, Christopher Judge famously gave like a very, very long acceptance <laughs> speech, which mm-hmm. was sweet. It was like a he was just thanking everyone mm-hmm. and for the opportunity and everything. And uh, you know, so Jeff Keeley seemingly, to prevent that from happening again, you know, set up a big, you know, please wrap it up sign yeah. behind the audience, um, leading to many such cases where, like, the the world-famous legendary Zelda producer... Iji e. <laughs> um, ...was given the please wrap it up sign, uh, as were, like, Larian, the, like the developers of Baldur's Gate 3, and other, you know, pretty significant award winners that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Kojima and Jordan Peele got a door set up, Mm. and got to talk back and forth for, like, 15 minutes. Mm. Uh, Simu Liu, of of Barbie fame, Mm -hmm. did some unfunny comedy, as did Anthony Mackie, and it it really got people asking the age-old awards show question, like, Why? (laughs) Why are you taking away from the awards to do this? Mm -hmm. Um, Especially considering the fact that throughout this time, the main focus seemed to be ads mm. um, and I think it, you know we're due if I can stretch the runtime here a bit yeah little history lesson for anyone who's not aware. Uh, so there used to be a, a legendary thing called e3 yes mythical. Every year would come around <laughs> and you would get trailers. Trailers aplenty, mm-hmm. we would gather around in high school, yep. at, in the in the multimedia room, yeah. uh, huddled around one computer, and we would watch all the trailers that had come out that day, usually of Nintendo, but yes. of other things. Yes. Uh, they led to some famously cringe moments, but also some famously good moments, <laughs> too. You know, mm-hmm. memories that we'll treasure. Yeah. Um, down the line, hosting the event obviously became pretty expensive. Uh, because you obviously have to rent out the property space for it, and the logistics of setting it up became kind of complicated. Like, you would have to have, you know, game reviewers and journalists basically buy their own tickets to get into these events that would show trailers that may or may not immediately just leak to the public anyway, Mm. uh, and that's what the people were tuning in for. Like, not necessarily the other stuff, they were just tuning in for those trailers those gameplay showcases and things like that. Mm. Uh, so, eventually, Nintendo decided to cut out the middleman and did their Nintendo Directs. Yes, They pulled out of E3. Uh, Sony and Microsoft lingered for a few more years, but now they do the same thing as well. And E3, you know, shut down. Yes. The, the pandemic was the final nail <laughs> in that, and it's gone. Mm-hmm. So now people are wondering... You know, in this cycle of life, where streaming is now resembling cable TV again, mm-hmm. due to the pricing and the programming available, has Jeff Keeley just reinvented E3, mm-hmm. and should the Video Game Awards just be Jeff Keeley's Winter E3? Mm-hmm. Do we need the awards show in there to do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the question that I saw raised online. Yeah. Um... That's what people talk about. People fight about the awards sometimes, yeah. but Jeff Keeley seems to very much be there for the previews and the ads, yeah. which was what E3 was there for. So mm-hmm. that's the question, and that's it's something to think on. Yeah. Um, but here is a, a general <laughs> list of what was announced that oh night. Boy. Controversy aside, yes, uh, we got Pony Island Two, Panda Circus.
1: Wow, that sounds like a game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I know nothing about it either. I'm not a good gamer. Uh, the Rise of the Golden Idol,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Arc Knight Enfield, is a strategy RPG that was previewed at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader got a new trailer. I believe people, a lot of people, are looking yes, forward to that yes, one. A lot of people like Warhammer. <clears throat> uh, Thrasher is a new game from the Thumper dev Ooh. that is coming out. <laughs> Uh, Persona 3 Thrasher, Reload. Thumper,
1: I hardly know her. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um,
0: <clears throat> I apologize. My throat is <laughs>
1: still sour from last night.
0: Yeah, very sour. <laughs> um, Persona 3 Reload. Mm-hmm. Your one of your upcoming faves yes, got yes. a new trailer. I think showcasing some like conversations and character interactions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dredge and Dave the Diver are getting a crossover event, oh. which works. Mm -hmm. Um, then, uh, Exodus is a new RPG from Halo, Last of Us, and Baldur's Gate Veterans, uh, that seems to give off Mass Effect vibes. Then, in a pretty big deal, God of War Ragnarok Valhalla was announced, which is a free roguelike tower challenge DLC for God of War Ragnarok. It dropped right then and there. It's free to play. Next up, uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, the... Dev team behind that game mm-hmm. uh, are making another very, very pretty-looking game called No Rest for the Wicked, mm-hmm. which looks like a little—if I'm, unless I'm confusing them in my memory—it looks like a little dungeon crawler hmm. with like fantasy elements. Mm-hmm. So that that team has always been good. I'll have so. to check that out. Um, then Sega, surprising everyone, announced games that are not Sonic
1: <gasps> for the first time <gasps> <What>? in years. <laughs>
0: Specifically, oh my God. they announced that they are currently developing five uh, new continuations at once uh, for Jet Set Radio, mm. Shinobi, Golden Axe, which I had not oh, heard of in, in, in many a year. That I thought that was to the wind at that point. <laughs> and then Crazy Taxi uh, next up was a very pleasing announcement for all us uh, 90s anime fans, Mm -hmm. because we got Dragon Ball Sparking Zero. Yeah, which is like Tenkaichi, I hear? It is, yeah. Oh, man. Because that was in Japan. The Budokai Tenkaichi games were just Dragon Ball Sparking. Mm -hmm. Um, We haven't heard, you know, Hide Nor Hair from that game and that series in a long time, Mm -hmm. because Xenoverse and Xenoverse 2 kind of replaced it, along with uh, Fighter Z in that scene for a long time. Uh, So that'll be cool. Yep. Uh, we get. um, Okay, Supermassive is making another single player game called The Casting of Frank Stone. And that looks like it'll be some kind of horror game, I believe. Obviously, Hideo Kojima and Jordan Peele announced this through the door. They came through the PT door and said that they're developing a new game called OD for the Xbox. Hunter Schaefer, yep. Sophia, Sophia Lillis, Lillis, other guy, yeah, screamed at the camera. They're upset about something. Yeah. Someone's telling them some bad news, I guess. We we don't know what is going on. This game's um, going to have acting in it, I'm sure. <laughs> and they promised that it, it's not just a game, not just a movie, but something, something in between. Something yeah. Which could mean any Anything. number of things. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, Do you think we'll get to play as Hunter Schafer kicking the shit out of Sophia Lewis? It's something? either that or, or like somehow they'll be mocapped into the oh, game. They're definitely going to be
1: mocapped.
0: Where, where you'll be like able to interact with them <laughs> in a way that you, you know, will be it, uncomfortable. I'm sure a, a new way yeah. for video game actors or something. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't know what any of that could mean. Um, Black Myth: Wukong gets an August twentieth, twenty twenty four oh, release date. You've been waiting for that, haven't you? Very much so. Yes. They showed off a lot of different enemy designs based on, you know, Chinese mythology. It looks fantastic. Very excited for that. Uh, Warframe: Whispers in the Wall was announced. Uh, Banishers: Ghosts of New Eden. Mm. Uh, Tales of Kenzera Zhao, uh, is a new EA originals game, uh, and that is coming from uh, Abubakar Salim who I think has done other voice work and acting in the biz, mm. and I, if he is the main dude, he made this in a tribute to his father. Mm. Uh, so the main character is similarly struggling, I think, with like bringing his father's legacy back or trying to retrieve his father's soul from the afterlife, but it seems to channel a lot of African mythology, and it's a Metroidvania. It's like mm-hmm. a 2.5D Metroidvania and I'm actually very excited for this because it looks, of all these like smaller things that were announced, it looks very very interesting. Uh, then, uh, Lost Records, Bloom and Rage, <laughs> which is a time travel drama. That's when I go
1: to Outback and they're out of onions. Um. <laughs>
0: Just got the Bloomin' Rage. Jurassic Park Survival. Oh.
1: Yeah, I was like, Dan said there wasn't many announcements, and then I was like, there's a lot of Dan games that are here. There were a lot uh, of Dan games, yeah. I know.
0: Uh, yeah. But these were a lot of these were early on. Yeah. I, I, a lot of the Dan ones, they got out of the way fast. But Jurassic Park Survival is, you are one of the last stragglers left behind. In after the park, yeah. The events of the first movie have happened, the island's been evacuated, and you have to
1: escape the
0: dinos Mm
1: -hmm. in a survival game. Mm -hmm. A la Alien Isolation, I believe. Yes. It feels like a similar thing if it's not the same studio. I don't know. I have to check. And apparently, this has been
0: in development hell for a long, long time. (laughs) The dinosaurs
1: wouldn't give away the rights? They
0: wouldn't. (laughs) Sir Ian Fleming, or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, they demanded too much to appear in this. Um, But... It's finally happening now, so it, it, it's will <laughs> have all
1: the dinos
0: he can hide from. The We got the action RPG first Berserker, Kezhan, mm. which looks pretty amazing art yeah. style-wise. I mm-hmm. think it'll be like a Souls-like game mm-hmm. with a very fittingly Berserk-looking art style. Mm-hmm. So excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dishonored devs are making a Blade game under, I think... I believe, super like they're they're working under Bethesda, mm. um, so I don't know if that'll mean it'll be an Xbox exclusive. But people were very excited about this. It's a pretty cool trailer for this Blade game. Yeah, um, and I would assume that this is part of the ramp up for the next couple years as we get more Blade content, like an MCU movie and things like that. Warhammer Forty K Space Marine Two got a September release date. Um, a cyberpunk heist game called Den of Wolves, mm-hmm. Exoborn, an open-world tactical extraction shooter from some <laughs> X Division people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Light No Fire, which is I'm actually very excited for this one too. It's from the No Man's Sky devs, Ooh. and <laughs> hopefully they learned. They did. Yeah. I think they have. Yeah. There was a whole sweet I know, little were... montage okay. of how far they've come okay. since that original thing. All right. Um. And it seems to combine, uh, you know, like, channel a lot of, like, Valheim mm-hmm. in terms of survival mechanics, but then it, it, it's a lot of fantasy, a lot of high fantasy Lord of the Rings type stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, looking forward to that. And t- 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 Final Fantasy sixteen, the DLC, mm-hmm. one of which uh, came out um, the day of the awards show, and the second one, yeah. The Rising Tide, As I speculated on this very podcast Mm. decades ago, I figured one of the DLCs will focus on Leviathan, Mm. and sure enough, you go to a watery land... for big dragon snake. Go to the beach, and Leviathan is there, Mm. and you can presumably add him to your lineup. Uh, And then the other one focuses, I believe... um, uh, and stuff with the Fallen, mm. the, the ancient civilization whose architecture dots the land in Final Fantasy sixteen, mm-hmm. You get to seemingly do something involving them. I have not gotten a chance to play that DLC yet, but I believe if you download it, that stuff canonically takes place before the final battle. So if you're like me, where you're almost done with yeah. the game... Or like me and haven't started it yet. <laughs> it's a good yeah. time to probably throw it in there. Then, uh, Monster Hunter Wilds was mm. announced, and that was the big
1: final trailer for the night. Hey, it sells well, it's not, I mean, I like the designs and stuff, but it's not exactly our cup of tea. Yeah, it's so, not, a, but
0: yeah. I I think people were excited, yeah. and Jeff Keighley was excited, because- mm. it so was Gonzo! <laughs> yeah, he was talking with Jeff about cuckos and such. We <laughs> won't comment on that. Yeah. Uh... You know, and then Baldur's Gate 3 obviously came away with Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. I believe Zelda got Best, best Action, Action Adventure. A yeah. um, few other good wins. I mm. think Cyberpunk won Best Ongoing Game, which is cool, with the <laughs> DLC it that came ongoing, out. It is ongoing, yeah. Um, so yeah no, yeah, no complaining from me there.
1: Yeah, we just have to think if the awards are a marketing thing now or yes. do we give actual respect for like the game developers yeah <laughs> which because... is something that i think it started out as intentionally but it might devolve into something else yeah
0: like yeah. i th- like they know why people are tuning in mm-hmm.
1: but it would be cool
0: to have an actual night dedicated yeah. to those devs i
1: mean i love humor you could do an opening bits and then just give us the awards people want to go to bed like
0: well as i've told you many times I hate hey, award well, yes, shows. Yeah, yeah. I I had the TV muted mm-hmm. for ninety percent of the night yeah. until I saw that an award was happening, or to the to the you know there was a trailer reveal. Yeah. Because then you were always like, "Dad, how could you even dig me? like?" I I can't. <laughs> it's just too cringe. I know.
1: I know. And I know. And I'm saying like, and we do host a podcast that is very cringe. We but, do host yeah. a cringe podcast.
0: Yes. You know, but if so, and if someone were to give us lots of money. We Could go up on stage and say, Hey Jonathan, what do you think? You want to get on Sid's airship?
1: And then, we then just I just flew in and I shit myself and have a mental breakdown on you the You throw camera. up on stage, yeah. you die. Yeah.
0: People don't know if they should clap or yeah. not, but the sign says to clap. Yeah. We could do that. If we were mm-hmm. if we were paid a hefty sum of money, we could certainly yeah. get up there, talk with Gonzo.
1: Be like, I have a joystick for you to use, Dan. Oh no, John, that's getting naked. <laughs> cut to black, cut to black.
0: You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I love video games. I used to cosplay as Donkey Kong, but I only wore the tie. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. no one laughs. It's, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of... Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a night to celebrate gaming, is what it is. Um, But no, it was painful, Mm -hmm. and I just...
1: But you did it. Yeah, I did it. And you got a gold star
0: for it. Um, So yeah, Mm -hmm. I would not mind it if it was less awards show, but I think it would have to be either or. Like, some kind of televised event where the devs can kind of get awards and then talk about the process of Uh making that game... And then a just a separate event that is just online E3. Mm-hmm. Because I think and this is speculation on my part, I think a lot of what plays into the hype sometimes is having a like a stadium of people reacting live mm-hmm. to the trailer. Cause cause many times growing up when we watched these video game reveals a big part of the energy of that is like an audience losing its mind when something for smash is revealed or like a a game that people have been anticipating gets previewed. You know, it I'm, I'm sure that there's some somewhere in the psychology. There's like, you know, the audience helps boost the hype that people are feeling and that it gets more viewers to tune in or whatever, but there's gotta be like a a different balance that they can hit Mm -hmm. to let, you know the game people actually talk
1: but people need their money dad they do yeah
0: it still doesn't justify a lot of the other cringe but yeah at least you could
1: get our podcasts for free (laughs) unadded and uninterrupted and we go unpaid (laughs) but we do it for you
0: we've been playing tons of mario sniff it we barely even knew it (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) see that's a bit we could do we could be (laughs) old or (laughs) jeff is standing there in pain thanks guys yeah back to the yeah. new reveal so it's we could do it mm. with very little prep time we could Jeff do it keely more like i'm keeling over <laughs> <laughs> that was, no that was good yeah. that would probably be there mm. um but well, but that is that yeah 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 so mm. without further ado yes shall we get to the grand tour
1: yes we have to it's been too long
0: it has been yep. um So I'm going to roll out the drawing board. And of course, as I just said, he is Grand Tour Edition. Mm -hmm. He is designed with a lot of red highlights. Uh, He's looking very serious. His hair is spiked up, Mm -hmm. but it's not gold or anything. Uh, Don't know what that's about, but we are going to use this new red drawing board in all of the marketing uh, from from this point on. I see. Uh, You know, so so obviously we're on to something here. Mm -hmm. But... My first pizza party selection is finally here. Bought a nice white pie, finally. (laughs) Nice white pie.
1: Uh,
0: And it is Dragon Ball GT, which remains a comfy and casual favorite of mine, (laughs) making it ideal to counteract the existential dread of the Dark Jonathan arc, which is still ongoing. Yes,
1: yes, and will be ongoing until the foreseeable future. (laughs) Yes.
0: Uh, The series is already split into very compact story arcs, allowing me to alternate to other anime series and keep things exciting. That was another reason why this is going first was Mm -hmm. because we obviously have JoJo's to go back to, and I love throwing random shit in there, and GT easily lends itself to that, Mm -hmm. because because of the way it's quote-unquote structured, it's very easy to divide it into things like that. So, uh... I believe I provided some cursory details back at the Pizza Party preview <laughs> event. You don't
1: remember that far back, sweetie? But
0: now it's time to go fully into detail about the production of this anime. Mm. Uh, so the original Dragon Ball Z anime was set to end its historic run in Japan on January 31st, 1996. Mm. Uh, Toei Animation wanted to produce a new Dragon Ball property that would retain that iconic 7.30pm Wednesday night time slot on Fuji TV. Because that had been... People all over Japan would tune in that time, that day, to watch Dragon Ball content basically for a decade (laughs) previous to that. Um, and presumably, just to keep the franchise's momentum going, it's making money, it's going to go international, continue to make money, so we gotta have something there. Uh, since Akira Toriyama's manga had already concluded, Toei would have to create an original story for this new anime. One of the ideas pitched was to create an interquel series set after the Kid Buu arc, but before the end of Z arc. Mm. This idea was not used then, but it was eventually recycled, obviously, for Dragon Ball Super. Um, instead, the anime would be a sequel series set five years after that end of Z arc. Akira Toriyama had very little involvement with GT's development and production. He provided most of the main character's designs, the series logo, and a handful of promotional art pieces, but he did not keep a very close eye on what the writers uh, and other character designers were doing during this time. At the same time... With Dragon Ball Z coming to an end, most of DBZ's main production staff, who were basically industry veterans at that point, moved on to other projects as well. So, Toei had to adapt accordingly. Veteran animator Katsuyoshi Nakatsuru was put in charge of character design, and composer Akihito Tokunaga took over the series' music. So, if you feel any shifts if you were to go from DBZ into this, again, they kind of had to... ...rebuild that team from the ground up. Dragon Ball GT started airing on February 7th, 1996... ...as you will note, the next week after Mm. DBZ ended, Mm. immediately. Unlike the meteoric rise of the previous two Dragon Ball series... (laughs) ...GT suffered from a severe decline in ratings and popularity... uh, ...so it it kind of experienced a downward slope... ...instead of the upward slope Mm. to that point. And you could make the argument... It's a point for discussion. Was that just the natural, you know, dip cycle yeah. of any franchise? Yeah, because yeah,
1: like, it entered a big moment, so you know.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So it's, it's like, you know, is it was that a fault of GT? Or was it simply Dragon Ball's time to kind of slope down and then eventually come back? Like a lot of franchises were doing during that era, like Star Wars was doing during that era. Mm-hmm. It, it, it happens. So it's it's a possibility. The final episode aired on November 19th, 1997, and with that, there was no new Dragon Ball content airing in that time slot, again, for the first time in over a decade, Mm. so that was finally done. Uh, GT actually proved to be very popular with fans overseas. Funimation considers its 2005 American release to have been very successful, and it is ranked as Funimation's second biggest Mm. property of the early 2000s, second only to DBZ itself. Mm. Uh, and they even said that like there was a lot of discussion with producers and stuff like that, where it's like, yeah, here they didn't like it, but the Americans seemed to latch on to it. Mm. Um, okay, so possibly due to its short run or to the lack of interest in Japan, GT had significantly less tie-in media compared to Dragon Ball Z, which was still a juggernaut franchise putting out video games and movies some of which had not even been dubbed yet by the time we got GT here in the States. Uh, So there was only the TV special Dragon Ball GT A Hero's Legacy, which is a sequel, a distant, (laughs) distant sequel movie, where all of the main characters are dead besides Pan, Uh who's now an old lady, Mm. and it focuses on Goku Jr. (laughs) and his adventure fighting some uh, mountain demons. Mm. And it was actually received very well. For for what it was. It was probably received better than GT itself was Mm -hmm. at the time, Mm -hmm. but it really is just a distant sequel finale to everything. Uh, The only video games released during this era were Dragon Ball GT Final Bout for the PlayStation, which was actually the first video game released internationally under the Dragon Ball brand itself, Mm. and Dragon Ball GT Transformation for the Game Boy Advance, which (laughs) I played frequently. I did not. So now we come uh, to... uh, We're starting, obviously, with the Black Star Dragon Ball saga, and it contrasts very much with the rest of the series. So the first saga of Dragon Ball GT very much matches the earlier parts of Dragon Ball, Mm. with an emphasis on adventure and humor. Once the baby arc begins, GT returns to the more action-oriented style of DBZ. Due to the series' short production period, this change actually had nothing to do with ratings or fan feedback, uh, instead, the anime's staff were the ones who disliked GT's original direction. One staff member, Kozo Morishida, admitted that the vibe around the office during the GT years was so these travel episodes aren't going to be interesting no matter how long we do them, are they? And that was that was the question they were asking themselves. So they it was their own decision to to do the tone shift. When the Funimation dub began in two thousand five they skipped the Black Star Dragon Ball saga entirely. They instead started with episode 16, following an American-only clip show called A Grand Problem. Which literally just, uh... Like, that episode summarized the series up until the group arrives on planet M2. Uh... Very briefly. Like, we get the fact that Goku was turned into a kid, we get the fact that what the, the Black Star Dragon Balls are going to do, and the fact that they've been gathering them them in quirky planets and places uh so uh, after dragon ball gt had long since ended in uh the states episodes 1 to 15 were dubbed and aired as the lost episodes as was a popular (laughs) 90s and early 2000s tv thing was these were they got lost Lost? in the cutting room and now they've been unveiled Due to this odd release schedule, this is a little side note. But due to this very odd release schedule, the dub of episode sixteen, Gero's Checkered Past, <laughs> did not air until a decade later on the Nicktoons network. We
1: didn't know anything about Gero's Checkered Checkered Past for all those years. <laughs> not, not, not
0: a thing. Uh, so, what are some agreed upon stumbling points that GT hits? Obviously, one that you even mentioned at the pizza party mm. is Pan. Yes. A great potential protagonist who is sidelined in favor of more Goku stuff. Apparently, she was supposed to go Super Saiyan at some point, but Toriyama could not figure out a design that worked for her. Okay, I could literally just give her the same hair. <laughs> it would be fine. No, and that's, that's what you would think. <laughs> yeah. But apparently, Toriyama wanted to do something special with her Super Saiyan form mm. that might have given her a different power set or appearance that was unique to her, but he couldn't figure out how to do that in the end, so Pan never gets to that level, unfortunately. Mm. So cool new characters are introduced, especially in the Black Star Dragon Ball saga, but none of them besides <laughs> Giru stick around as <laughs> the series continues. Unfortunate. Uh, Legic, the alien warrior introduced in today's batch of episodes, fits the bill for a recurring Dragon Ball character, because he's an edgy, tough guy who promises Goku a rematch... Um, but he never comes back. <laughs> Not even in the like montage of mm. past characters who contribute to the great Spirit Ball at the Spirit Bomb at the end. Mm. Um, and again, that is different from early Dragon Ball, because Drag like early Dragon Ball's cast did keep expanding. Yeah. Yes. They kept journeying as per Journey of the West, Goku gathered new allies, they joined the main cast, and that kept happening up until the end of Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. I think Yajirobe is one of the latest additions, yeah. and even he shows up as like a brief challenge when, when he appears, mm-hmm. and he gets to stick around. So the cast was expanding the entire time, but GT's cast mostly stays the same. Uh, another thing, GT Trunks is goofy, Compared to future Trunks.
1: <laughs>
0: I think that this one actually makes sense. Because this is a, a Trunks who has grown up in peacetime. Mm-hmm. He has not had to have the traumatic yeah, life of wartime. future Trunks. Yeah, yeah. So it's fine if he's not as cool.
1: But I'm gonna miss the cool Trunks. But they
0: still could have made him more powerful. They still could have made him a more competent battler. Like, you know, his future self still was. a nerd. Yeah. But less serious. Um... Power creep still leaves Goku miles ahead of the rest of the main cast, including even Vegeta. And this is one thing that I'm kind of glad that's super rectified, where the two of them are very much competing the entire time, there are characters who easily outmatch them that are in existence in the series now, Mm. and Broly kind of joins the mix as a third contender for that. Mm. Obviously Beerus and Whis are default stronger than them, And I like that dynamic better. And especially with the Tournament of Power, a lot of the side characters got to do some catch-up training and got to flex in their own way for the first time in a while. GT never provided any of that. Uh, Oob, who was trained by Goku to be the new defender of Earth, gradually loses all relevance as the series Uh goes on. And as people remember, with the end of Z-Arc, Oob is the... Good reincarnation of Kid Buu's power, uh, so he has insanely high potential, um, lots of, uh, you know, untapped battling skills that Goku is going to train at the end of Z, by the end of- the end of Z arc, um, and even though GT starts with that training being completed, Oob seemingly does not live up to being the new Defender of Earth, Mm -hmm. because again, he has to get sidelined for Goku coming back, Mm -hmm. and things like that, um, this is something, I've never seen this discussed directly, but this is something that I've always noticed with GT, is that each saga sort of tracks with a part of the Dragon Ball story. So you got the Black Star Dragon Ball saga, could be like original Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Then you have an alien villain, Frieza and Baby, mm-hmm. followed by an android villain, celled and Super 17, and a Dirk Magic saga, which is Boo and the Shadow Dragons. <laughs> but they have a lot less room to breathe. They're very condensed. Mm. We don't get to to spend a whole lot of time with these villains to learn about them. Baby, we get to spend the most time with, but he's just a dick. Yeah, he's just mean. Um, you know, so he does have a, you know, a reason for wanting vengeance and everything, but he's really the only villain here that we get to hang out with mm. enough. Uh yeah, you know, and you could debate why that is like Super 17 is obviously made to be a weapon and the shadow dragons are just embodiments of evil Mm. that are here to take over but dragon ball z still found a way to make that stuff work so maybe with a little more time gt could have fleshed that stuff out more maybe found its own identity more so Mm. um so uh canon status the series could technically still be canon to cite numerous things in Dragon Ball Super, making that difficult or outright impossible. Mainly, the confusion stems from no one involved with the anime ever commenting on its canon status. Uh, Toriyama himself described it as a grand side story of the original <laughs> Dragon Ball, which doesn't answer Just anything. Just as vague as ever. I believe when Super was first starting to come out as an anime, there was like a big... I think at one of the the anime shows, there was a a large wall display that had the whole Dragon Ball timeline, and they still had Super Saiyan 4 Goku chillin' there at the bottom, Mm. so no one knows. No one knows what the canon status is, or if this leads into it, but... By the end of Super, Goku and Vegeta are competing with gods. Even we get one tease at one point in the manga that Oob has some god power of his own, so it would it would interfere with a lot of stuff that goes into Um GT. Mm. Because we never get a mention of Beerus or Weis or Xeno or any of them. Jiren never comes back. It's there would be a lot of timeline problems. Um So then, with all of that in mind, why this anime? Mm. Quality issues aside mm this remains a formative anime for me. Yeah.
1: In quotes for Dan.
0: My younger yeah. self had absolutely no problem <laughs> viewing this as a continuation of the Dragon Ball Z franchise. You
1: were always able to see with eyes unclouded by hate. I was. Yeah. and you know, <laughs> That was I've, your destiny. I've
0: grown into a more cynical adult. Yeah. But even slightly, then, yeah. I'm like, I had no problem with this being the further adventures of Goku. Because I love Goku. Probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite fictional characters. Mm-hmm. And... I have no problem with any more content that comes out starring him. Mm. And as such, I had no problem with GT ever. Uh, One specific flashback was that uh, back in the day... I, and I've mentioned this before, I collected those Beckett's unofficial Dragon Ball Z magazines. As did I, so I'm well aware of the the fan art on the front. And similar to the Pokemon ones, those, the bread and butter of those magazines was that they were kind of cataloging media coming from Japan Mm -hmm. that we here in America hadn't received yet. So by the time GT was kind of, uh, had ended in Japan already... We were getting those Beckett magazines that were kind of showcasing elements of it, Mm -hmm. like through crude fan art and stuff. And then eventually, in those magazines, we started getting advertisements for the 2005 dub Mm -hmm. of GT. And I remember, again, as always, young me Mm -hmm. with my little propeller beanie hat looking through that magazine, and I'm like... (gasps) Dragon Ball GT, holy shit! Yeah. Like, what's gonna happen? And I, I saw, I saw a some artwork of Baby, yeah. and I'm like, is that Silver Boo? Is that Metal Boo? What the fuck is gonna happen? I can't wait to see that. And you meanwhile, know?
1: your parents are like, oh god, he's on it again. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing
0: the little Deku thing where I'm rocking in the uh, Silver the Boo, mouth, Silver yeah. Boo. Yeah, what the, you know, even stronger Boo. Like, you know, it was. So I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Um, but I did end up collecting the entire line of Dragon Ball GT VHS tapes, mm. uh, all of which had 2000s grunge-style covers, oh. like, very, like, skate aesthetic, yeah. you know, dark, neon, stuff <laughs> like that, uh, and very serious one-word titles. Mm. So, like, damnation. Sin. Yeah? <laughs> sin. <laughs> uh, like, uh, extraction. Uh, <laughs> absolute shit like and it it was just fucking dragon ball gt there was nothing there was nothing to justify Mm -hmm. giving them all those dark titles but i guess they thought that that's what they needed to get edgy americans in during Mm -hmm. that period of time Mm -hmm. um so a little brief recap of what we watched in the first episode because we're starting from episode two today Uh, An elderly Emperor Pilaf sneaks into Kami's lookout and steals the Black Star Dragon Balls uh, from a secret chamber within the lookout itself. Mm. Uh, He summons Ultimate Shenron, which is the canon name for Red Shenron. Uh, Goku, who had just finished training Uub, again to be the Earth's new protector, stumbled upon the scene and attempted to stop him. Pilaf's accidental wish turns Goku into a child once again, thus wasting Pilaf's wish in general, and the Black Star Dragon Balls uh, scatter throughout the entire universe. Uh, Goku is originally unfazed by having to be a kid again, even though Chi-Chi is obviously very upset about Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. Um... But King Kai delivers one of his famous panicked (laughs) telepathic warnings, Mm -hmm. saying that if the Black Star Dragon Balls are not gathered from across the universe and brought back to Earth within (laughs) one year, the planet will explode. Mm. That is the trade-off for the one rule-free wish that Ultimate Shenron provides, obviously setting the groundwork for the rule-free wish muffin from Fairly Odd Parents that would come later on. Uh, So... Uh, we were also introduced to Goku's now pre-teen niece, Pan, when the duo foils a bank robbery together. Uh, and obviously the thing that's going to have to be set in line now is that via Bulma, they're going to have to get a spaceship, and they're going to have to go on the grand tour... <laughs> of- grand
1: tour! <laughs> ...tour
0: of the universe to yeah. get these Black Star Dragon Balls back. Mm. But obviously, there's gonna be a lot of challenges waiting out there in space, uh... You know, and it could end up having disastrous consequences for Earth itself. Yeah. So who knows? Mm-hmm. But any, any previewing expectations? Well,
1: I don't know if I mentioned this previously during the pizza party. It's been quite some time. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also, too, collected those Beckett magazines. Mm-hmm. And why I did not have the religious fervor that you had yes. <laughs> while reading them, I was still found them interesting, and I was hyped for GT2. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at the time when it was on Toonami after the regular schedule of Dragon Ball Z. However, I think I might have fell into that lull that you mentioned mm-hmm. with the DBZ, because once... Once it was done, um, I watched like the first few episodes of this show and it didn't hook me. Of and then I just stopped watching Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I felt like, I guess it was done. Like I don't know. It ate, I was along for the ride since the beginning, but then I was just like, oh. It kind of felt like a new thing that wasn't exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's hard to describe my feelings and maybe a rewatch will definitely... Make me, like, recall what I was feeling and how I feel now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I'm excited to go into the show because I barely remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not get far. I did not get to, apparently, the third story arc, let alone even the second story arc. But I, I, and it's an interesting premise, yeah. You probably wouldn't have seen this, yeah. this first saga yeah. either
0: because if you were watching the TV airing yeah. at that time, mm-hmm. you didn't get any of this. Maybe so. it's
1: also I didn't start on the right point then, mm-hmm. too, and I felt, like, kind of lost and I didn't have the means to... You know, see the episodes. Of course. In order. Yeah. Um, Well,
0: we are not uh, dipping into my childhood uh, DBGT (laughs) collection, even though they're all still there. (laughs) They're all still pristine. uh, But we are using the digitally remastered big neon green box, biggie box from, uh, you know, uh, that Funimation put out several years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, But I think that's just fine for our purposes here today. Yeah. I I don't even know if GT has gotten, like, a proper Blu-ray cleanup yet. I have to look into Mm. it, but I feel like this is the most recent thing I was able to acquire. Because I know Japan regularly gets, like, new Dragon Box edits and everything, and I think GT is included in those, but Mm. I don't know if we've gotten that here yet. Hmm. Um, So, the DVDs will have to do for now. Yes. Um, But I am very excited into this, because it's Dragon Ball, it's GT, it's Space, it's Shonen... You know, we're going to meet some goofy characters that never interact with them again. But that's just fine. Because mm-hmm. we're going to have some fun doing it. Yeah. So without further ado, what do you say we uh, get this tour going? Mm. You know, and try to keep that dragon radar close at hand. Yeah. You, uh, you definitely wouldn't want a little robot eating it. No. Would Giro, you? Giro. Giro gone. <laughs> <laughs> Feed it one of these burgers instead, since we have like 17 here. Mm. But yes, yeah. good for the hangovers. On this very sleepy Sunday, having just watched another four episodes of Dragon Ball GT, continuing on from my
1: first pizza party selection. Mm. Any initial thoughts? I didn't know we'd be taking on the housing crisis, and yeah. defeating landlords in this series of episodes. Yeah, they make they affect political change in these episodes. Yeah, as much as I would hope they would make a greater change in this, but mm-hmm. um, I I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. It feels very Looney Tunes to it does. me. Yeah, at the current moment, I do like. The trio here Mm -hmm. more than I thought I was going to because they definitely embody the Jonathan Den and Grant of it all. No,
0: without a doubt. Mm. And this is, I because this is one of those things where even I even had hesitation to bring it to the podcast Mm. because you know there are a lot of detractors of GT. Yeah, and. You know, I always fear, especially in showing these episodes as we're going through the Black Star Dragon Ball saga, we're not going to be watching the whole saga. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be, because there are plot relevant episodes uh, in this stretch. Um, These four today happen to conveniently form a little arc of their own, so I figured those were good selections. But, you know, there's always a worry that you bring something, uh, you know, then you might find it boring Mm -hmm. or. Oh, I don't find it boring. You know, or even if listeners do. But there is there is just something, to me, special about Dragon Ball GT. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe because it's... You know, maybe I need to dig deeper in terms of anime to find stuff. But some of this comes close to to, you know... In retrospect, as an older fan... Like like a shonen in space, mm-hmm. like a like a One Piece in space type adventure, with like a core cast going from planet to planet, kind of treating them in the Star Wars way of like you know their islands in space. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just something comfy about that, yeah. and I I don't know if it's been done in so direct a way. Like mm-hmm. Outlaw Star does not focus on that stuff. You know, it, it's quality in its own way and does its own things. But I, I I struggle to think of something that leans into this casual shonen in, you know, Space. like a planet hopping way. Yeah. Um, and even though GT doesn't stay that forever, it, it was just an interesting place to start from. Because we, you know, I, I like our core cast. We have, you know, a signature little spaceship for however brief a time. Yeah. Um and I don't know. I just I feel like there was something more that could have been done with this first batch of episodes mm-hmm. to stretch it out mm. and kind of it, you, you know cuz to kind of reframe the conversation here if you were just coming off of Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm. it, it you know the the within within like the main sagas of Dragon Ball Z Obviously, we had all already had like aliens and other planets referenced. Like we go to Namek mainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goku trains with the with the Yadrats to do instant transmission. I don't think I don't, I'm not sure how much we see of them from time to time. Uh, you know, and then obviously once you get to like things like the uh, other world tournament, we see alien species from all over the place because they're repping the different quadrants yeah. of the of the galaxy. But technically. At the time, this would have been a logical progression, Mm -hmm. because nothing, we had not gone into space as a focus up until that point. Mm -hmm. We, you know, the the, the traveling to Namek was a straight-forward journey, aside from, like, anime filler stuff, and Frieza is very much the focus there, and his, you know, whole regime, um... You know, Cell androids, those are related to Red Ribbon Army, that's an Earth-based conflict, and then Boo, even though Bobby is an alien wizard, he's just, he's a wizard. We we don't, there's nothing necessarily alien about him except for that he sets up shop in a spaceship. So, there is a logical progression that if things are going to keep escalating, Mm -hmm. we're going to go into space, Mm -hmm. and there's going to be bigger threats in outer space that the characters haven't dealt with yet. So... I I for one would have voted for keep like continuing to escalate in that direction. Yeah. I I I think that that would have been a very interesting way to take this. And I could
1: see coming right off of Dragon Ball Z how people could not enjoy this. It feels yes. a little kiddie. Yes. Um but I do like Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Like that's very nostalgic, the original Dragon Ball for mm-hmm. me. So I'm fine with this cuz it does give as you said like a similar vibe to that and yeah. I look forward to it progressing to kind of match the other arcs in the original DBZ series.
0: Yes, and, and when we do get to those arcs, we will, you know, discuss and compare and contrast accordingly. Mm. Uh, I will probably have to put some thought into how those episodes are arranged, because it could just be, you know, four or so or five episodes of just a fight. Yeah. Or something to that effect. Uh, but it, even so, for the time being, I'm going to try to provide some, some, you know, discussion-worthy content from these early episodes. Mm-hmm. Because even... And for what it's worth, the upcoming, you know, baby saga in and of itself is a fairly complex little storyline. Mm. We, we have multiple settings, we have high stakes, multiple stretches that it goes through like you would think a huge anime fight would go through, um, and that's, I, I wish they would have maintained that too. Yeah. Uh, but we are getting into episode <laughs> two of the series first, mm. since we already watched one during the pizza party. Uh, And it's pan blasts off. off. Uh, So, we, similar to in the first episode where we kind of caught up with some characters, what Mm -hmm. Goku's up to, what Pan's up to, Mm -hmm. Master Roshi's still older and perving around. uh, We did catch up at this point with trunks business trunks he's yeah. business trunks he's now the the acting company ceo of capsule corp mm-hmm. and uh he's bored with his life yeah
1: he comes into a mountain of paperwork does nothing jumps out his window and is free spirited he yeah. did
0: he did say that he sealed a big deal yeah. over breakfast sure. before he finished his yeah. first cup of coffee he had signed some contract that Capsule Corp needed. I just feel that his job
1: isn't as stressful as he's making it seem. Certainly not.
0: Yeah. Um, but he does frequently duck out his window mm-hmm. and fly around uh, just to a get scout. a sense of yeah. adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Gohan is is also, or er, Goten mm-hmm. is also hanging around as more of, like, a romantic. He's, he's in high school dating, dating girls, yeah. Uh, that's his main thing. Mm-hmm. We sadly don't get a whole lot of Goten. Yeah, we don't learn
1: about Valise either, his, his current crush. Yeah, well, Valise does
0: show up. Mm-hmm. She does we, later on get an appearance once Baby comes to Earth. Uh, and we don't, I, I don't think we get any dialogue from Bulla yet. Yeah,
1: I saw her, though. I was like, oh. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. who is bra in the original Japanese, mm-hmm. and she... She does get dialogue eventually, because there's the famous mustache scene coming up. Mm. Um, and Vegeta yeah, has yeah. grown a mustache. Yeah. He looks like Omni-Man. Um, Meanwhile, Piccolo, Krillin, nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen yet. Yep. Uh, but when Krillin does show up, he's going to be very old. Mm. <laughs> so, which was one of the sadder aspects of this, but eh, mm. but we'll get into it when it comes. Uh, so Bulma begins preparing a new spaceship Uh, for Goku's journey to find the Black Star Dragon Balls. Again, they are on that one-year deadline, and because of the importance of this mission, Gohan decides to go with him as well, because it's going to be a dangerous mission, and, you know, all the help they can get. Uh, Pan is is very disappointed that she is not going to be allowed to go on this mission, because she's a child, and the stakes are too high. Uh, And she... Kind of uh, walks off to go hang out with her grandfather, Hercules, yeah. who remains an awesome character. Yeah, and is
1: the only one that listens to her and respects her. Yeah. And we get, like, that cute scene where at the diner, like, oh, and they switch desserts. Yeah, the, like... the waitress mistakes the fruity parfait to be pans when it's actually Hercules. Yeah, and pans trying to, like, drink a cup of black, black coffee,
0: coffee to prove that she's a grown-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it, it's a cute scene yeah. between the two of them. Yeah. And then Hercule is obviously, like, doting on her and stuff, and he's, he's enjoying being a grandfather. Um... So, uh, a Vegeta eventually also <laughs> Catches kinda... his
1: son, Gunan, at work. <laughs> <laughs> Goonin, yeah.
0: as usual. Yeah. And, and, you know, kind of orders him and Goten to go along on the space mission. Because mm. he feels that in this stretch of peace, the two of them have become too soft. And, and Goten is despondent uh, because he, you know, he has a date lined up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's revealed that Chi-Chi actually... It was her idea to bring Goten and Trunks along to mm. kind of like get them out of the house, I guess. Uh, Chi Chi, meanwhile, is at home uh, doing laundry and <laughs> drinking. <I assume>. Yes, <laughs> so, yes, um, living her best life. So, to uh, do d- d- and and. In the process, although Vegeta probably didn't do anything technical in that sense, mm-hmm. Trunks is relieved of his duties as CEO for this space adventure. Yeah, it's a corporate which takeover. should take, you know, one year. It's a yeah. takeover. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: they're prepping the ship, and Pan wants to help, but Videl says, you know, go, go go out, shoot, you you know, know, go, go have some fun, and she kicks a, a panel. Yeah, crucially, she yeah. kicks them with her the super hole. strength,
0: yeah. And Um, it knocks a piece out of uh, place, and then she covers it up with, like, a vending machine. Which I thought was, like, a sight
1: gag for this show, but no, apparently it's important.
0: Oh, it is a plot point. Um, So, you know, and then throughout this, Goku is taken hostage. we have a Goku
1: kidnap plot, which I was like, oh, this is
0: going nowhere. He's he's kidnapped by two New Jersey goons who want to hold someone related to Capsule Corp for ransom Mm -hmm. uh, in order to get Bulma's Mm -hmm. money. Uh, They assume that he's Bulma's grandkid, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, but obviously it's Goku, so he just, you know, eats $700,000 worth of food, Mm -hmm. goes to the theme park with him, and then scares the two of them off. Um, But in the process, while they are making final preparations (laughs) for the journey, Mm -hmm. uh, again, Gohan is supposed to go, Goten and Trunks are supposed Mm -hmm. to go as a pair, and Goku is obviously in the lead here. But uh, when Goku and Trunks first enter the ship, Goten ducks back to answer a phone call from Valise. Yeah. Gohan is still making preparations, and the two find that uh, Pan it's is in the cockpit. Board, yeah And determined to prove <laughs> that she knows what she's doing, she uh, smashes that takeoff button, yeah. and Blast the ship off. begins its launch yeah. before... You know, all of the work is complete, and Pan, Goku, and Trunks are now the only crew members aboard. Mm -hmm. Uh, As the ship is flying into the sky, a small part falls off and lands near Bulma, and uh, she discovers it, but we (laughs) don't get any answers as to what that is just yet. No. So, uh, that's where the first episode ends. Mm -hmm. The grand tour into space has begun. And for whatever reason, uh, they they cannot go back. Just yet. yes,
1: yeah. So it's a one way.
0: We come to terror on a mecca. So again, Bulma recovers that small piece and starts, you know, uh, researching what it could cause. Trunks is attempting to get the emergency landing or the emergency. Uh, sort of cancel key that, yeah. that if he puts it in i would think the override
1: could... or something yeah. yeah the
0: emergency override mm-hmm. which i would assume could bring them back to earth if if they got that but no. pan refuses to do it because she's like oh you're just yeah. gonna ditch me back on earth They want
1: adventure and i would not last this trip with the three of us i wouldn't last a week i don't think no
0: it gets very annoying I would very have... quickly yeah even being the pan character But, uh, you know, due to the absence of that little part, plus the damage that Pan caused earlier, one of the ship's stabilizers just falls the fuck out into space. Yeah, I liked Um, this
1: scene, too, where Trunks is trying to, like, pull together the children, Goku's being oblivious, and Pan is like, we're going to die! She's praying, she's doing (laughs) Hail Mary full of grace,
0: she's like, we're all gonna die. Uh, But Trunks uh, resolves that they have to make an emergency landing before Mm. the ship just falls apart uh, in outer space. So they land on the planet Emeka, which is the closest one to them at the
1: time. The planet of America. Yeah, it's
0: basically like an American shopping mall. Mm -hmm. Um, The ship lands out in the desert, and they decide that they have to go into the nearby city, which is like the palace city, uh, to try to find replacement ship parts. Mm -hmm. And somehow they do have currency that works. And the aliens do speak English. Yes. Which is no the all in new. their rank and bass accents. All in their rank and bass accents. Yeah. And they uh, you know, are quickly hounded by all of the, the the street vendors who try to, you know, con them into buying very expensive wares and they dress them up in clothing and you know, just try to trick them into giving away their money.
1: And Trunks just has universal money, or universal money's a concept in this universe.
0: He's got gamuts, which I think is supposed to be a reference to, like, ingots or something, Mm. but who's to say? Um, So they check into a luxury hotel... But to their horror, they quickly realize that every single possible commodity Mm -hmm. in the hotel room...
1: They're being charged
0: for. Laying on the bed, the meter runs up using the water, the meter runs up watching TV, using the fan, having the lights on. All are meant to just take more money from the customer. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they decide to skip out on the bill there and, uh, you know, flee back into town to, uh,
1: you know just try to figure yeah. out their situation. Yeah. Um And the whole time they're walking everywhere and I'm just screaming at the TV you all can fly. Yeah, they all can fly <laughs> but they
0: forget that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um Then they stumble upon the poor <laughs> the poor family. I want to feel like that gets better as time goes like mm-hmm. they do start remembering to fly more but I'm not positive. But yeah, they 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 kind of duck out of the hotel, they put disguises on and they come across this this poor family who are living on, like, the outskirts of the city. <laughs> in a cardboard house. They're living in, in like, very easily, uh, you know, modded or furbished square houses. Mm-hmm. And uh, the two of them explain, or the two people in that house, explain that all of this is happening because the new king, mm-hmm. Don Key, uh basically squeezes every penny he can out of the populace and, you know... Everyone is basically a slave there, mm-hmm. but especially in the case of these two parents, they're they're yeah. doing it for their kids. They have a reason to keep going. Um, so no one... Yeah, everyone just has to make a living. Yeah, they gotta swindle. They gotta swindle. And... As they don't really have time to dedicate to, you know, revolting against Don Key or anything like mm-hmm. that. So they're kind of stuck in this current situation. Um, so... Uh, they, they, you know... They get their
1: house repossessed. Their
0: house is repossessed. By the money
1: police. By the money robot police, yeah. yeah. And we never really get a conclusion to this family either. We get one to the other two old biddies, but... Yeah, pres-
0: presumably yeah. things might be slightly better after our heroes depart, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the the house is repossessed by the money police, and at first... Trunks is like, okay, there's, you know, we can't solve the problem of every planet that we land on because it would, you know, it would take forever and we have a mission. But so they they head back out into the desert Mm -hmm. and they see that their ship is being towed away by a hovercraft, Mm -hmm. presumably because it was just found in the desert, abandoned. Uh, But more notably, the dragon radar falls out of Trunks' pocket (laughs) and is eaten by... Just a random robot. A little robot. Yeah. Uh, and if, like, it's little little tiny background details, but Giru is seemingly buried within, like, the remnants of some kind of ship. Mm. Like, there's metal parts strewn all about around him. Mm. So, it might be a sign that Giru's not from this planet mm. originally, if you, if you pay attention to that. Uh, but he eats the dragon radar. He can't spit it back <laughs> up, because he's already absorbed it. Nope. Because uh, he needs to eat, you know metallic stuff every so often i think to to, to power his cells and such um so it, kind of deciding which crisis to attend to first mm. they realize that their you know spaceship is being towed back to the palace and they decide that they have to chase after it to go get that taken care of first yeah. um and i think uh, we did we did make some notes here uh chi chi is at back at home? Yeah, just
1: do it. The funniest line this episode. Well, if I do the laundry once every week, if I do this fifty one more times, Goku will be back. Yeah, like oh, Chichi, Chichi, like, just just enjoy your time alone, sweetie. Just, just, like do something good. for yeah. you. Yeah, your husband got turned into a kid. Just know. you know, Chichi, endless... maybe find someone else. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> now's the time. Uh, but that leads us to episode four: the most wanted list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pan packs up the robot forcibly in her backpack. Uh, The robot's name is Giru. Giru, Giru. By default, because that's the noise he makes as, like, a verbal tick. Yeah. Um, Goku attempts to use instant transmission to catch the thieves quickly, Mm -hmm. but discovers, as he will multiple times throughout this uh, series, that his new child body is unable to perform the same feats as his old one. Yeah. He's been nerfed. He's been nerfed. Mm -hmm. Uh Presumably what will happen in Daima again, but Mm -hmm. who knows. Uh, But he is unable to instant transmission through a line of sight or by picturing the place anymore. Because he just doesn't have the energy to do that right now. Um, So, uh, even so, they were able to track via the tracks left in the sand that the ship has been taken back to the palace. Uh, Specifically, it was taken by uh, Gale and And Sheila who are the two alien bodyguards mm-hmm. of Don Key, along with a third mysterious one yeah. named Legic. Yeah. One's design is vastly
1: superior to the other two. <laughs> yeah, like but one, I'll leave you to guess which one. The more one. complicated yes, one might yeah. be the important guy. <laughs> a little guy. more important.
0: Um, but uh, we kind of just get the sense that Don Key was hoping to to steal this ship and flip it for a profit, mm. but because it's a boring Earth ship that's designed for function, not fashion it probably won't fetch a high price. No. So he's just like screw it, start tearing it down yeah. and selling the parts as best you can. Um and we kind of see like even even his 280s dressed bodyguards mm-hmm. are afraid of him. They're sucking I, up to him. I don't
1: know why. He seems like a pushover, aside he does. from like the resources and the money. Yeah.
0: That, that's his. that's his main that's how yeah. he's a He's tyrant. just a landlord just via money. Um so uh they they decide the the main trio decides to sneak into the palace. Mm-hmm. Uh they do manage to reach their ship yeah. but through a series of uh noises
1: and such. Oh, I love this scene where Pans like we got to be quiet, you knuckleheads and the whole while Pans like make I compared her like a 20s comedian. She's yeah. like I've had enough of this malarkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, I don't know why, yeah. But,
0: but, yeah. It just I,
1: comes across very odd for me, but I, I like it. Maybe the age of the dub writers was
0: showing at that yeah. point, but it was like, yeah, she, she's knuckleheads and, yeah. and all that stuff.
1: Um, but she does get hit with a soda can and starts to
0: cry all of Jonathan. <laughs> she almost screams. <laughs> yeah. um, but then, uh, she does remain quiet, but then a rock falls on trunks, and that freaks Giru out, who mm-hmm. starts making a noise. Uh, so they do fight their way, have to fight their way through the palace guards. Uh, Pan manages to uh, kind of overtake a, uh, a, a hovercraft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they lead a fast and furious chase out of the palace. Yeah. Um, Sheila and Gale attempt to stop them with a energy blast, the first we've seen of these alien mm-hmm. opponents. Uh, but Goku deflects it with a Kamehameha. Mm-hmm. But as that attack is being bounced away... Legic standing on a, you know, rooftop nearby further deflects that blast yeah. safely into looking the looking much
1: cooler than any other characters. <laughs> looking
0: much cooler. I still love Legic. Yeah. He Wherever he may be. He is a shining star. Yeah. Uh I, I, Young me thought that this and his fight in the next episode is the dopest shit in existence. Mm. Mm. Um so yeah. But uh, Legic immediately recognizes Goku, well, the three of them, as Saiyans. Yeah. And Goku seems to sense that there is someone here, mm-hmm. you know, on a, on a higher level. Yeah. Um, so when uh, they. The next day, they've taken their ship back out to safety to hide it once again. But when they return to town a second time to try to buy the parts that they still need, they find out that they are now on Imeka's most, most wanted, wanted list. list. Uh, they're they the have bounty drawings, posters yeah. hidden everywhere. Mm-hmm. Goku, uh, I which I like, is still like dicking around in the mm-hmm. background, like he's trying to make the face to match yeah. his poster and having fun with it, while Trunks and Pan are having like a serious crisis mm-hmm. where Pan doesn't want to be the villain to these people, and Trunks is like we can't change their minds we just got to focus on us yeah. right now and yeah. it's, it's
1: it's an interesting nothing's going right for them so far so i mean yeah it's not they're having a rough
0: time um so they uh, you know are are in this town and they're immediately swarmed by a group of military officers mm-hmm. but luckily showcasing one of his abilities giru's is able to act you know activate some sort of radar system to detect that enemies are incoming so mm-hmm. they manage to evade the officers yeah. at the end of this episode um, which does lead into immediately into episode five
1: well no course. they're fleeing right and they fall into this old old people's home
0: uh that's the that's the n- oh next episode okay yeah. um so Goku versus Legic. Uh, Goku, Trunks, and Pan are, you know, they, they are at that old couple's house, mm-hmm. the old uh, Jack Frost, yeah. Rankin-Bass couple, who are like, oh, we have
1: We only have money. piss soup to offer you. Here, take it.
0: Here's some cabbage water. Yeah. And uh, Pan, first and foremost, is obviously just, you know, aggrieved for these people. Mm-hmm. Like, she is just so sad that they have to live like this. Um, And even this old couple is like, you know, we we probably would stage a revolution, but everyone's just so broken by this whole system. Mm -hmm. And lots of people, like a population only keeps growing because Don uh, Key deceives people into staying here. Like, their Mm -hmm. ships are confiscated, and they're taxed to high heavens, Mm -hmm. and it just so happens that a lot of people just can never leave once they land here. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Resolving to kind of finally take Donkey down and stop sidestepping this, uh, Goku, Trunks, and Pan dramatically turn themselves into <laughs> yeah. the cops. Um, once inside the palace, they very easily break their bonds and head directly to the king's. Yeah, an off-screen room.
1: fight. All the 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 B-tier goons. Yeah, Gale and yeah. Sheila are yeah, knocked disposed out, disposed of off-screen, maybe dead. Yeah, um, their love. Remember the background character that's like, oh, did you see that? What Gail's hair? was Yeah, don't like? flirt with
0: uh, yeah, Sheila true. or yeah. Gail will get mad. So. Um, but they, you know, they get into Donkey's throne room. He does have some like anti. Intruder traps, yeah. like a laser thing that. Oh, well, he has
1: a Slifko arrow. Yes.
0: <laughs> that sends that, like a, a shocking a beam, beam yeah. that imprisons Pan, and he has a bunch of guns yeah. that come out of the wall. Mm-hmm. um But, but
1: Legic's like, before they die, let me be badass.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think Legic's the one who destroys yeah. the guns. Yeah, because he he's has like a
1: like, red energy beam or whatever.
0: And he's like, Donkey, like, how many times do I have to tell you? Mm-hmm. Like, this is a higher caliber of warrior. You're yeah. not going to take them out with conventional weaponry. And Donkey is clearly scared shitless of Legic, and he's like, please yeah. take them out. I'll, I'll pay you mm-hmm. for it. So uh, Trunks immediately runs at Legic and, and gets, gets his ass- yeah. <laughs> He gets punched he and goes, knocked ow. out. And Goku's like, I'll take it from here. Yeah. Leave it to me. Yeah, go help Pan. Um, so Goku and Legic have their fight, which again... To young me watching this was... Oh, it very
1: cool. It was cool. Yeah, he it's has a, two spikes that he turns into swords, which turns into a staff. He keeps
0: materializing yeah. weapons out of his shoulder spikes. Uh-huh. It's a well-choreographed short mm. fight. Yeah. Um, and after exchanging blows for a while, they both kind of realize that the other one is holding back, and Legic's like, Obviously, you're a Saiyan, start showing some of that power because Legic wants a true challenge from what we can surmise. So Goku, in kid form, does manage to go Super Saiyan. That he could do just fine, though, right? That he can mm-hmm. do, but yeah. there are limits, okay. which we will get to as the episodes progress. Mm. Um, so Goku you know, makes short work of him in Super Saiyan mode and eventually finishes him off with a Kamehameha Red Beam Mm-hmm. you know meet in the middle Legic is knocked out and half of Don Key's palace is destroyed yeah um so Legic is is actually okay with this he's like you know I'll I'll resolve to get stronger and so that when we meet again we can have an epic rematch yeah. uh, and test ourselves as true warriors and spoiler alert Legic does never we'll he never, never gets him that again. rematch yeah, yeah. I think Don Key even gets another appearance mm-hmm. but, but Legic sadly does not yeah um, which is a shame because I' back think, to his home planet yeah because if this was like a dragon Ball setup legic would definitely become a recurring yeah. character yeah. He, he would he would probably be like the Tn of this mm-hmm. of this group if he was allowed to kind of chill with everyone else yeah. um but uh I always gotta look in if there's actual legic merch <laughs> left over from those days yeah. Um,
1: every day you search, and every day you're met with nothing. Yeah, no, search the stars.
0: But uh, you know, Goku, Pan, and Trunks kind of corner the you know Donkey, Don threaten to kick his ass if he doesn't make things better for the people. Mm-hmm. And Give them like,
1: free housing.
0: Give them free housing. Yeah. Uh, and we we don't see the outcome of that, but we do see later on that Donkey has released them from all of their financial contracts they're no longer debt slaves to him and all impounded ships will be returned Mm -hmm. free of charge so people can actually come and go as they please and we don't know no but because it is dragon ball world we we assume that things will stay better for the people of Mm -hmm. Omeka even after the heroes leave Mm -hmm. um so that situation has been resolved um they are finally manage to get the parts they need to fix their spaceship. Uh, but in the process, you know, uh, Giru tries to make a break for it one mm-hmm. last time. Uh, Pan is bullying him, yeah. but in 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 a, in a very sympathetic moment for trunks. Mm-hmm. He picks up G- Giru, and he's like, Giru is not an object. Do androids dream of electric sheep? <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. even though he's different from <laughs> yeah. us, he still experiences the world in some way. Yeah. He fears for his life, which means <laughs> so that he is alive. We should honor that. And, uh, you know, he, he dusts him off. <laughs> yeah. And then we see that Giru has integrated the Dragon Radar into a um, panel on his back. Mm-hmm. So he is now functionally the Dragon Radar, and he will have to join them on this space Every adventure. Every team
1: needs a ma- mask. You're out. <laughs>
0: um and right away they detect their first Black Star Dragon Ball on a nearby planet mm. and set off to go find it.
1: Oh boy, the yes. adventure begins. Yes.
0: Again. Yeah. The Grand Tour. Yeah,
1: yeah, I enjoyed it. Like I said, the uh, the trio was very strong. This uh, this uh, this little arc we had here. Mm-hmm. Um, things have gotten off to a start. It did drag at certain times. It felt a little simplistic, but then again, you know, it's old oh, school Dragon Ball. They yeah. give us a five minute recap at the beginning, <laughs> yeah, just in case you like not it off. And don't remember where you are. Two yeah. and, and in as... case Grandpa's at the retirement home. This is definitely one of those things, like, when
0: people were really annoyed with One Piece, yeah. GT does this where it's like, the opening is five minutes, the recap is like three minutes, so, mm-hmm. bada bing, bada boom, yeah. add in commercials, you only have to make, like... Ten minutes of animation. <laughs> so, yeah. it is what it is. Um, but for the most part, I don't think the animation slacks. Mm. I think there's... There's brief moments where, like, the, you know, I, I think early in this batch of episodes, the ship is, like, a static model sometimes mm. with effects put around it. Mm. But for the most part, I don't think that they skimp. Like, all of the aliens and background characters, for the most part, have different designs. Like, the, the police and security guards are all different species under those helmets, so, there's, like, some that could have easily been copy-and-pasted models, but there is care put into it. Mm-hmm. And again, we're gonna talk more about this when we get to Outlaw Star, yeah. but I fucking love 80s sci-fi aesthetics so much. Mm-hmm. This the Well, 80s into early 90s, it's like, and you have sweeping shots of the city, it's like that brutalist metal hellscape with, like colorful lights mixed into it there Mm -hmm. there's a big like gas giant hanging directly above the planet for some reason and that's that's the look i like that's the aesthetic that i'm here for Mm. um but i i do appreciate getting to share this anime here on the podcast finally yeah
1: Uh, but yeah Yeah. finally the pizza party can begin (laughs) yeah Yeah. the the white pie (laughs) ah prize yeah. yeah Uh, <laughs> pooper. I don't know. White pri- prize pooper pizza. Yeah, you come to this poop restaurant. You're not gonna try the poop, Dan. <laughs> uh, give me a scoop bagel. No poop. <laughs> no poop, please. I had yeah. too much last night. Uh, anyways, you know the Dark Jonathan arc will continue. But before we go, Dan, mm-hmm. anywhere that our fans and family can find you on social media, uh, you can find us. Uh, we can find me on Instagram, <laughs>
0: X, and Threads as King Underscore Dennis, where I will be posting much more artwork
1: very soon. Mm. Uh, how about you, Jonathan? You can find me, Jonathan Quaykowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram and the TikTok, and you can follow me on X at Drink and Read, along with my other podcast, playing Drink and Read the Podcast, or Nightcaps at the Theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, next week we have another depressing date with Dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our, our trepid trio of Reg, Rico, and Nanachi. <laughs> continue deeper deeper still into the abyss and you know they gotta meet the world's best father bondrood
0: i again this is the part where i have no idea what's going to happen i have no idea if things are going to get worse yeah i don't think they're gonna get better for these kids i don't know you've I mean, uh, got
1: little um uh, perushka too as well that's true <laughs> yeah but I, I got another kid i just don't know yeah huh, yeah. yeah i'm sure it'll be fine dan I I hope so. What can go wrong? It's all going to, according to Subashi. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at AnimeWasNotAMistakePodcast or on Facebook at AnimeWasNotAMistakePod. We promise to go Happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to-be-continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara.